Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Again, uh, this morning, a few words on uh, practice before we sit together. I wanted um, to reflect a little bit, to talk a little bit about um, one uh, little aspect of our um, experience, human experience, that is a might be uh, of interest to us where we can bring uh, attention, care, mindfulness, and that can reveal stuff and uh, help us uh, uh, create less stress for ourselves and for others. Uh, And um, I was debating a little bit because it's... um, Today is the last full day of the retreat, even this afternoon, the, the, the schedule is changing a little bit, so I was thinking, do I invite them to go a little deeper in the practice or to open? And Anyway, I decided to go for, a, as if we were really on retreat again, uh, the full morning here and continuing the investigation, maybe in, in a refined way. Uh, because that's what's happening. We're still on retreat. Uh, and this morning is a full block of practice. And so, um, we've done uh, this during the retreat, kind of, um, but in a different way than the, cl- the classic retreats, the way they used to be taught maybe a few years back where on the first day we would uh, only uh, instruct to be with the breath, on the second day with the body, on the day after with uh, the pleasantness or unpleasantness and open to the emotions and then open to the... So we're at day, what, five, six? Then open to um, uh, thoughts. And so in order to kind of include the whole range of the human experience, but really like bit by bit, And we've done this somewhat this week, but in a different way. We started very open. We kept it open and we highlighted different uh, views. So at this point in the classic retreat, it might be the day where we would talk about specifically about intentions. And when I talk about, uh, use the word intentions here, intention here, I'm using it uh, more in a kind of immediate, in a momentary way rather than Uh, aspiration or like a bigger intention, although they're clearly linked. But this morning I'd like to invite us to be aware of intention in the moment, in real time, like the intention to move, the intention to speak, the intention to... uh, uh, And so in practice, that's always an area that uh, has been of great interest to me, what the And I'll say a few things about this, and you might see that, oh, I want to explore this, or no, this is not where I am this morning. I'm somewhere else. I'm in the field of uh, 
compassion or planification <laughs> for what's going to happen for me tomorrow, etc. But uh, so, <clears throat> in our human experience, there's always some intention going on when we're awake. Like now, for example, you might be able to discern that you have the intention to understand what is being said. It's a slight little movement of the mind. Huh? It organizes experience in the sense that you're not uh, intending to attend to uh, temperature right now, but the sense of words, maybe, or several of you, it seems. <laughs> and so we can become aware of this. Oh, there's the intention now to hear you know, understand, I would say, maybe, no? Is that, do you feel this in action? You are actually interested, there's an intention there. And so, uh, during the day today, you might uh, become aware of this, as you'll be sitting this morning at some point, there might be the intention to readjust the posture, to scratch an itch. And so, uh, you might notice this, sometimes we talk about this as the about to, so before a movement of the body, there'll be the movement of the body mostly uh, happen because of an intention. Right? It's a mind thing that starts it. Before I lift my hand now, there's going to have to be a kind of a gathering of something in the mind. It can be very transparent and hard to see, but it can be interesting to see. So you might want to do this with me uh, lift your hand or have the intention. See if you can notice this, that there's something that makes it lift. Or if it's up and you make it move like this, notice if you can be aware that there's an intentionality in the movement of the hand like this. Because if the intention stops, so stops the hand. Yeah. And whoops, some of you have the intention to bring it back down maybe unnoticed or so it's it's a kind of a subtle thing because we can feel the movement of the hand but can we be aware of the intentionality of the movement yeah so that's that's very interesting so why would we focus on this because there's a, a something about kusala and akusala there about uh, onward leading or entangling. Intention in and of itself is neutral, but when it's mixed with greed, hatred, or when it's mixed with other factors of mind that can be there, like generosity, caring, it has an impact. Do you see what I mean? So a gesture of the hand, when it's led by generosity, is very different than a gesture of the hand when it's led by wanting to acquire, get for oneself, you know? So that's why, that's one reason why we want to pay attention to intention, because we might discover, oh, what's my intention here as I'm about to do or not do, or, yeah, in the moment. So that can be uh, interesting to, uh, to watch. In speech, for example, what will make this being speak or not speak in this moment, you know, whatever the moment is in our life, it's very useful to pay attention to, to bring it, be curious about this and maybe let our intention be revealed to us before we 
move or speak, to actually bring it out. This is a good intention. I can feel in the mind there's an intention and it's towards, um, I don't know, understanding, inclusion, sharing, you know, there's how I can feel, or there's an intention and it's led by wanting to obtain something, you know, oh, I can notice maybe there's something stressful in this, maybe there's another way to go about that. And so there's really an aspect of intention that, uh, not always, like when you open a, a, a door, for example, one needs an intention to actually pull or turn the handle. And in retreat, I always like to watch this, like go towards the, I don't know what, my room, and then just before pushing the door, opening the door, just to pause and say, can I feel the intention about to push the door? Or at lunchtime when there is a, I've noticed that when there is a fork and a broccoli on the fork, often suddenly the intention for the hand to go towards the mouth arises. And it shows to me that intention is also conditional, not so personal. Like I don't tend to do this, like this in general. But when the conditions are gathered together and there's fork and broccoli, and hunger maybe, that would be another condition. Suddenly, strangely enough, the intention to reach arises. So that can be really interesting to watch the uh, also uh, impersonal nature of intentions. That can be very revealing, right? Because often I'm in bed at night and I'm like, why did I say that? (laughs) That was clearly impersonal. There was a whole thing at play that was unconscious, you know? Intention arose despite moi. You could say, do you follow me a bit here? And so why we practice what we've been practicing all week is one reason is so we can become conscious of our intentions before we act or while acting. Sometimes we wake up in the middle of it or after. So that might remind you of a conversation that uh, the Buddha was having with uh, his son Rahula at some point. Where he says, Rahula, and you can imagine it's always situational. Huh? So it's the same father that we talked about, Catherine talked about the other day. We can imagine Rahula is like eight or nine, and I f- find it's really relevant for any being in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, very relevant. So the, something probably happened, and the Buddha says to uh, Rahula, Rahula, you know, before you act or speak, it's good to think about your intention. Think about it. If it's for your benefit and the benefit of other, go. Let it rip. That's <laughs> 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 the right expression. And he said, but if you check your intention before acting and you find that might not be for my benefit and the benefit of others. I like this in the Buddhism. It's always... It's not just for my benefit, it always includes the others. Then refrain from acting or speaking. And then he continued, he said, and while you're speaking, reflect on your intention or acting. 
is this for my benefit or the benefit of others? And then, uh, you know, you could stop or continue and after reflect, you know, on your intention. So that particular aspect, there's a whole other reflection about impact, you know, that is maybe not exactly related or related to uh, to uh, intention. But the uh, here it's in the uh, uh, the it's a word come in French, but it's before acting, before speaking, just there to pay attention. I've noticed more and more that it's not so much me who does things and say things, it's more mind states. And so that's the link there between mind state and intention. Mind state will produce uh, intentions, produce perception, they'll produce a lot of things, but amongst uh, other things, intentions. And so we can pay attention to intention. Also, in Buddhist psychology, as I understand it, it says that thinking is intentional. So that's interesting to me when sometimes I feel like, you know, I want to stop thinking and it keeps thinking. It keeps, there's a little aspect of it that is intentional. Or, I mean, the whole thing is intentional, but it might be intention, intention that were conditioned from a long time. And, but still, there's an aspect of it that I'm curious about, it's like, so I'm th- I, si- I seem to be a victim of thinking, you know? But there is an aspect of that is intentional in there, so it means there might, there's something in it that I might have a say here and check, check it out. Might, there, might dis- there might be discoveries made there. Oh. How is it intentional? How the fact that it's intentional can have an impact on the on the presence of this, or the abandoning of it, or the nurturing of it? Yeah. So today you can play with this after the sit at the walking session. Will be a great time to see what makes one turn in the walking. You know, to actually, you reach there. What makes one stop? Usually the intention to stop walking, I've noticed often for me, it's because there's actually a wall. <laughs> you know, and suddenly appears in my mind, like I decide to stop. What makes you decide to stop? It's really interesting to see what, you know. Um, yeah, but and, and often it's the, the one place where the selfing is hiding. Okay, I'm not the body. There is a body. There are sensations. Okay, there are mind state. It's not moi. You know, there are thoughts. They're not me. They cross the field here, the inner field. I agree with this, but I decide to come to the sitting or leave. Right. Is that right? What makes you come to the sitting? I think it's a mind state. I think it's something that makes one do what they do. Is it exactly me or I don't know what? You know, what will make you leave the room here? It's funny that you'll decide to leave after the bell. You know, it's conditional. Or is it? Ah. <laughs>
I like when I do the yoga, now the yoga is finished, so you won't be able to investigate this, but in yoga it's really interesting that I could say, like, I'm the one raising my leg up, you know? But it's funny, it often comes after the teacher has suggested it, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, is that so personal? Like, I am raising... And you could say, I'm not raising my leg, but why would you not raise your leg? Because there's maybe, you know, something that there's a... Something that tells you, I'll let them raise their leg, I won't raise mine because there's a pain or something. You know how intentions are often very conditional, conditions from way back in the past, but also immediate surrounding conditions. I hope I'm not freaking you out by suggesting that your intention might not be so much exactly, completely yours, you know but cultural, uh, you know, mind states, uh, historical location in society. I mean, several things. So we're not here to think about this, but in sitting, become aware of how uh, intention might be playing out. And again, if there's nothing in there for you, you can totally drop it. It might resurface later uh, at the right natural time. Oh, I just saw this. This last little thing that comes to mind that might be of interest is that uh, often we have, um, in speaking, for example, we'll have mixed intentions. And so we'll have an intention to share, but also to, I don't know what, some, something else, you know? So sometimes I have a, like, oh, I'm going to say this to this person. That's going to be generous that I say that to them. And after, like Rahula, I'll check it out. Actually, it was a kind of little revenge, you know? Like, <laughs> I was wanting them to see that they're not generous, so I was extremely generous with them, <laughs> so they would notice that. <laughs> And they're not, you know, something, something like this might be revealed in action or, or just after. Or, and it's good to actually be honest with this, this. And again, it's not personal. We want to just be clear about this. Oh, my God. I was mo- what was moving me was, you know, a hidden intention that was not that clean as a, I like to think of myself, you know. And so to be honest and forgiving and honest is very important. Yeah. So <clears throat> there might be something in there for us uh, today. Like, for example, if the mind starts going towards home and when I do this, reflect that, oh, is that what I intend to do now with my time? Is that, am I aware of my intention to flee the moment, maybe? I don't know if I'm putting a judgment on this, but uh, like there are intentions, they're active and they're intentional. So let's see what discoveries we can make in there. Okay, I hope this is onward leading. So let's uh, sit together a little bit here.
So just now, notice the intention uh, that is active. Maybe the intention to discover what's, uh, what life is made of. Maybe the intention to avoid uh, something that is in the field to get rid of. And we don't have to dig so much to try to find out something that is uh, hidden in our intention. Just always with this practice we go with what is uh, tangible, available, knowable. You're invited maybe to make the field really wide, feeling the whole body sitting, sensitive to sound and sight, even if uh, eyes are closed, to luminosity and touch, feeling the Maybe the belly expanding and contracting, or hands touching. And you might notice the intention to be upright, or the intention to know. It might appear to you that awareness is absolutely natural. Knowing happens. And if uh, thinking was to happen, you might notice the unintentional nature of it or the intentional nature of it. (coughs) No preconceived idea where we want phenomena to reveal themselves in their intentional or unintentional nature.
Notice if there is uh, maybe the intention to be friendly in there. Sometimes as we sit, we might notice the intention to fix or get or get rid of. Or the intention to know, to allow.
again, if at some point there is the uh, intention to move, readjust, scratch, just before you do it, see if you can feel the the about to moment, just before moving, the gathering of energy in the mind, the impulse, the decision.
after the bell uh, will ring, notice the uh, maybe the intention to move or open the eyes or the intention to bring the hands uh, together in Anjali. See if you can make any uh, discoveries of uh, intention here. So we've been uh, suggesting many kinds of lens huh, this week. The lens of uh, the four elements, the lens of uh, impermanence, arising, passing, presence, absence. The lens of uh, mind state. What is the mind state present? And one more lens here is the lens of uh, intention to look use that as a reference point to experience reality, to, to see through, through. If you're interested, and please don't feel like you have to gather all these and see everything, that's, uh, that's stressful, that's not for your benefit or the benefit of others. And so see, where, where are you naturally drawn? What resonates for you this morning? How is it unfolding even naturally? Um, and maybe that particular field will be of interest to you. I think there's many discoveries that can be made uh, here. So, <clears throat> this morning uh, we'll offer a bunch of um, individual meetings. Um, Please check on the board because uh, if you had written a note saying I'd like to meet you, we might have signed you in uh, voluntarily. <laughs> so you have to look maybe at the three lists and see if you're, if you're in there. Um, and the, um, the meetings are uh, 15 minutes long. So it's good to, rem rem to be aware of this. Uh, we'll, we're, we're tracking time, but if you come in to know that if you want to tell us something and you want us to respond, maybe this, you could leave uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> but just so you have in mind, you know, and actually maybe the, the meeting is more like 14 minutes. So, you know, you come in, you go out, the next person. Um, so no, no, just for us to be aware of, like no, nothing harsh about that or hard. So this morning we decided to uh, uh, offer our time more in uh, 
private meeting, so there'll be the maximum we can offer. So we would like somebody to come here at uh, 10 o'clock to lead the, the, the tent sitting and ring the bell uh, at the end. Would somebody be willing to do this? Yeah, fine. This afternoon, as you might have noticed, the schedule is changing a bit. Um, at 3.30, we'll do a, a different kind of um, meditation practice, which involves uh, listening and speaking, uh, an exercise. So we'll tell you more when we get there. Um, but it's going to be meditative. We really encourage you to come and try it out, the chances of you surviving are pretty high. <laughs> the chances of you making discoveries are also pretty high. And so um, it's great. It's again opening the field, you know. Now we bring in the other, and uh, maybe in a more formal way, in speech and listening. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> At four. <laughs> At four forty-five, there will be a. As a community, we will consider the, the practice of dana. That's a really central aspect of what's happening here. So we need everybody to be there. But there will be also uh, announcements of how to uh, the culture of ending a retreat, you know, technical stuff about ending the retreat, and uh, uh, ride-sharing uh, organization. So all this is very communal. It's very important that you, uh, you're part of this. Good. So uh, please enjoy the full morning of practice. It might take, uh, it'll take different shapes of sitting, standing, walking, maybe tea, sipping, uh, some, for some of us conversations, all worthy of bringing uh, care and uh, fullness. Bonne journée. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.